0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Podcast. Shout out the Braves capturing that World Series and then the Atlanta sports drought. Yeah, love to see it. Are the Bulldogs going to continue and ride on this season? We'll see. We'll see. But without further ado, my boys, how are we doing today on this evening, night, whatever it is in West Coast right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty uh, solid. You know, Oregon. Hey, Jack Harlow um, coming to Eugene? You already know the vibes.
1: Jack Harlow's coming to Oregon. Like vibes, vibes are immaculate right now.
0: He is uh, a fourth.
2: Damn.
1: Yeah, that's how it. I don't know. We should not be over Cincy. We <laughs> should not be over Cincy.
0: But <laughs> so, yeah. debate for another time. Uh, but it's time to talk about uh, is this week eight? Yeah, week eight of NFL football. Um, an interesting one. Uh, the Bengals. What's wrong with them? Um. You know, Cardinals lose their undefeated streak. Um, and the Buccaneers, which we'll talk about first, have found their kryptonite 100%, a team that has owned them since Tom Brady has arrived in Tampa Bay. Zero and three against the Saints. doesn't matter what quarterback is starting for them. Drew Brees, James Winston, or Trevor Simeon, who closed the game out this weekend in a 36-27 victory for the uh, New Orleans Saints with Mark Ingram's return to the Superdome Um You know, the Saints, what do we know to make of them? You know, it looks like Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season, Um, but don't really know. Carson, I'm going to hand it off to you. What do you have to think about this Saints-Bucks game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I really just, um, you know, 26 first downs uh, for the Saints. The Bucks only had 16. Bucks had a ton of penalties. Uh, They're usually, you know, pretty disciplined for the most part, but they had 11 penalties for 99 yards, three turnovers, two picks from Brady. Um, but to me, like, I don't really see this Bucks team as, like, going backwards, per se. I just really see them, you know, they went up against a team that really knows how to game plan well against them. I mean, this has, like, been, you know, this is not just a one-game fluke. Like, the Saints have been, you know, playing them very, very close to the last, you know, year or two years, um, and, you know, they just know how to game plan very well. They have a great defense, one of the best defenses in the league, and then, you know, some teams just have your number, and like you said, I mean, this is Brady's kryptonite right now. This is top of Brady's kryptonite are the saints and uh yeah i don't know i, I still they're still weird to me i just because i can't i can't get over their quarterback situation i'm just not really sure like i, I you know really like their defense obviously kamar i love him it sucks that thomas isn't going to come back but i think you know the receivers bottom tier probably you know nonetheless they have some guys that can make some plays but it's just their quarterback to me i just don't know going to get from the quarterback you know each week and that for me is what makes me you know reserved from you know, calling them like a great team, good team, whatnot—they're just really confusing. Just, just from like QB. I mean, Trevor Simeon comes in. I mean, I, we haven't seen Simeon for like well, like three years. So I don't know. I never know. But I just their defense is what carries them
0: for sure, and that's what I think gives a uh, gives Brady some real problems. Yeah, yeah. Just one of the weirdest football teams in the league. I don't, I don't know. It's like the, they had the Baltimore Ravens like wide receiver group from last year. Just does make sense. Yeah, they're but, they're super weird. Uh, and it's probably worse. Hey, another team that has the Baltimore Ravens receiving core and their Thursday night game was the green Bay Packers. Yeah. What are they running out there. I didn't even, I think like some guy like Winfrey or something like that. I don't know. are a bunch of random yeah. out, out there. <laughs> yeah. um, I like better like Amari Rogers to score a touchdown. I'm like F it. We'll see what happens. But, uh, mm-hmm. Packers 24, 21, um, Aaron Jones and, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron squared, cur- carving up this team, uh, Interesting game. Didn't see a lot of power from this Cardinals offense, which we have seen and uh, their defense is not held up, but I'll let Jose take it away. What do you think about this Cardinals um, Packers game?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was their first game without JJ Watt, which is obviously a tough loss for this uh, Arizona defense. And I mean, the loss at home to the Packers who now don't have their starting QB, like they didn't even have their best receiver in this game or I think they didn't even have um, – oh, no, they lost. Awesome. You know
0: didn't have Lazard.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know, dude. I, I just expected more out of the Cardinals offensively, defensively, overall. It was just not a great showing for the Cardinals, but I, I think they'll definitely bounce back. They'll definitely bounce back.
0: Yeah, we hope to see so. But another team that's got to bounce back for sure is uh, Mike White, mm-hmm. a legend, a living legend. Gives the Jets a 34 to 31 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals, the top dogs of the AFC fall. Uh, in a game that just no one was expecting. Uh, this random, I don't even know. Is he a is he a rookie? Do you guys know? I believe quite no. No, he's he was a rookie like two
1: or three seasons ago. Uh he was drafted by the cowboys like in the sixth round. And he was like our third string QB behind Cooper Rush. And <laughs> I, he got cut maybe last season or this season and then got assigned to the jets i guess um but this was the first nfl start ever and my guy threw 400 fucking yards
0: yeah. against the Bengals. dude some dude made more money on a bet that he would lead the league in passing yard i mean the league in passing yards that uh week than he made it on his game check that's crazy that's yeah, just- i saw oh, that four- that's four-
2: ridiculous
0: Mm-hmm. but um, I think we got some huge fancy implications from this game coming from the jets, a team that we were really hesitant about this season. So Carson, uh, there's two running backs that stood out in this game. Uh, one that I don't think we may have mentioned. I mean, well, not one that we probably will talk about because it'll be in our fancy team of the week and Joe Mixon, but the two jets guys, what about them?
2: Yeah. I mean, Carter, I mean, this is someone that like, we really liked you know, coming in the draft, but we knew it take some time uh, for him to, you know, kind of get into that, uh, that RB one territory. And it's finally happening. I mean, like him and Javante Williams were like the two guys that were like, all right, like these two running backs are probably going to start off slow, but by the second half of the year, they're probably going to be like really valuable assets and they're actually putting up points. And we're seeing that right now. I mean, RB one for the week, the breakout is here. And um, I, I think after this game, especially really good Bengals defense, I don't see how his role would diminish you know, going forward, I think this was a staple. This was a, a great game to solidify his uh, his work in the backfield. And then also, yeah, Ty Johnson, who I don't think we've ever even mentioned, probably not even just on this podcast, but like just in general, like in life, we've never even talked about this guy. And he's been a really solid receiving back the last few weeks. And I think, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, how if they can keep it up with White or Wilson or whoever's uh, under center. But uh, it's good to see uh, some actual really good production from uh, two, two jet skill players. And uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, again, against a really good Bengals defense. So
0: good job by them, honestly, two very viable starters. Yeah, <laughs> um, just super interesting. But um, and then Jose, I know this game is on this list, but you guys waiting for Dak to come back in Dallas because it didn't look pretty yeah. there in that uh, prime time. Game.
1: Honestly, like I stopped watching, I think, like end of third quarter, we were losing and I was like, we lost this game. Like, we were playing so badly, and it was so frustrating because the Vikings were, I felt like, we're actively trying to lose the game also. Because they, I mean, they could not convert on fucking third down. They had, like, one for that Adam Thielen, like, big catch on the sideline. But, like, they could not do anything. It was, like, three and out after three and out, and then, like, a field goal. And, I mean, as a defense, I think we played well. But offensively, like, without Dak Prescott, we are –
0: we are nothing. Diggs uh, showed more than just being an interceptions guy in this game, by the way. Uh, good coverage on Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah. yeah. But um, – That 100%. was a full
1: participant today, I believe. Um, they're actively preparing for him to be to be a full go for Sunday.
2: Uh, nice. And you guys are facing – Denver. Denver, Denver. Nice. I, you guys uh, should rail through Denver. Well, I mean, not rail, but you guys should beat them pretty handily.
0: Yeah, but uh, if anyone's been paying attention to the news, you know what, Denver's been in the news recently, uh, sending all-pro, uh, former second overall pick in the 2011 draft, Vaughn Miller, to the Rams um, in exchange for a think a conditional second and a third-round pick, uh, bringing together Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, for perhaps probably the greatest tandem we have seen in a long time. I mean, I know we are going crazy about J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, but these two guys are just ridiculous. Vaughn Miller, Super Bowl MVP, uh, dominating the rest of his entire career out there in Denver. And Aaron Donald might be one of the best defensive players. We've why well, the best defensive player us three have ever seen in our lives watching football. So I got to ask you guys, does Vaughn Miller move the needle significantly for the Rams in the NFC? I'll start it off with Carson.
2: Mm, I wouldn't say significantly. I don't think this puts them, you know, way ahead of, you know, cause I think it's, I think, like, the the Super Bowl bubble in the NFC is probably them. Them, Bucks, Packers, Cardinals. Am I missing anyone? Those four? Probably. Yeah, I'd say so. I think, okay, yeah, probably work. those four. And I'll then work. maybe, like, a sleeper or two. But uh, to me, like, when you're comparing them to, yeah, those three teams, I wouldn't necessarily say it, but I think, you know, we were talking about this off camera, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, kind of having, you know, uh, Definitely an off year in terms of just for him, just because his standards are so high. His production, so you know, he's a god. He's one of the best defensive players ever. Um, so he's not having you know the crazy season that he you know he's used to having. But I think this really helps him in particular because it gives another you know maybe not as dominant. You know, he hasn't been having that great of a season as well over there in Denver. But just someone that's you know super smart, you know, able to alleviate pressure for Donald. And man, if these two guys, you know. get, If they get going, man, it it is going to look really scary because uh, the Rams' defense has definitely – the Rams' front line in particular has not looked as dominant as as it used to. But hopefully this will help alleviate pressure for guys like him, Leonard Floyd, whatnot. It's just another weapon, you know. It's just uh, another smart veteran, uh, you know, defensive weapon that, uh, yeah, I don't think it moves it significantly. But best-case scenario, it could be what, you know, what puts them over the top slightly compared to those other three uh, NFC teams
0: yeah
2: um but it, uh, uh,
0: it's,
2: like
1: just i mean it's gonna be on full on full display these next few weeks they've got the titans the niners and then the packers and the jacks like these these qbs are gonna be running for their lives these next few weeks
2: yeah
1: But, but i'm excited well,
2: to see it
0: man it's a it, on paper it's ridiculous to think like that they're playing together yeah, uh, a team that I was surprised uh, to see lose in this way. The Los Angeles Chargers reverting back to what might just be uh, the good old Charger ways of being <laughs> mediocre. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jose and your boy Jay Herbo um, lost a close game with the Patriots. Uh, we're not able to come up late in that game. Uh, Damian Harris uh, and all them boys in uh, New England were able to come and I'd be able to stomp on them uh, in SoFi Stadium. Uh, which comes and brings the question, we've seen, you know, Keenan Allen and Eckler both had go big games, but um, Mike Williams, four receptions for uh, 46 yards, his last two games combined, uh, a guy that we thought we were sold on being, uh, you know, a star receiver this season. So I got to bring the question, Jose, I'm going to ask you, uh, are these Patriots real or are these Chargers just faltering? Yeah, I think it's it's a little
1: bit of both. I think we do have to give credit to the Patriots though. I mean, with the rookie QB, they've been able to stay afloat, you know, in this AFC. They're they're 500 right now. I don't think anyone would have thought, you know, the Patriots would even be competitive at this point. Um, but they're legit, like a frisky team. I don't know if that's like your favorite word, Carson. I'm gonna steal it from you, but um, I love frisky. That's that's what they are. Like they're they're not, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna run all over Patriots, whether it's in Fox Pro or not. Um, and the Chargers, they, they have just, you know, kind of gone down a peg since the beginning of the season. They came out hot. You know, Eckler looked amazing. Mike Williams looked amazing. You know, Herbo was, like, in MVP conversations, and now they're just, you know, they're, they're reverting back a little bit, and it sucks to see. It. I mean, Eckler's still been really valuable, um, but Mike Williams is just, he is what he is, and that, that's a super boomer bust guy every week. Yeah,
2: Uh, Carson, anything to add on to that? Yeah, Williams, I mean, yeah, he's just boomed a little bit more than he has, you know, the last few seasons. I think he boomed a lot early so that people thought, oh, like, maybe he could keep this up. But, yeah, uh, nothing else really. Just, so yeah, Patriots, very frisky. I agree with Jose. Um, And, yeah, it does suck with the Chargers. You know, I thought this might be the year. You revamp the O-line. I mean, the O-line seems to be, you know, definitely improved but it's not like you know anything crazy one of the best of the year anything um so yeah it just sucks because yeah they've been losing you know they got blown out against the ravens and then you know off a bye too i mean what what i really want to see like great teams normally are like fantastic you know coming off a bye that's really you know a sign of a great team and a, a really good coach and uh to see them you know come out you know just for the most part just really flat against the i mean the patriots have a you know, really solid defense, but just come out really, really flat. I mean, they had a couple of big plays, but for the most part, they just couldn't really get anything going. And just, yeah, especially disappointing. Yeah. Coming off a of bye week when you have a whole extra week to prepare. I mean, to be fair, you're preparing for Bill Belichick and you never, you never know with him. He's fantastic, but still nonetheless, it is definitely disappointing.
0: Yeah. So Carson, let's just take, a, let's just take a minute to take a prayer for this man's Carson fantasy team, 7-1 uh, and one in our league. And unfortunately, it looks like he'll be losing Derrick Henry for either the full season or a significant amount of time for this year. Um, and just looking at the side of the NFL, uh, what does this mean for the Tennessee Titans, you know, losing a guy that is perhaps the most valuable player this team uh, has had in a long time? The uh, most valuable player on this team by far, uh, because he might solo-handedly have been carrying this team to wins. Literally getting more yardage at times than Ryan Tannehill was passing, which is crazy to see. And, you know, the Titans uh, poised up at the top spot of the AFC South. I got to p- ask the question, Carson, do you think they can stay afloat in the playoffs if Henry, uh, you know, is gone for a significant amount of time, or if he misses the whole season, do you think they even have a chance at making the playoffs? Uh,
2: yes. But first of all, RIP, super sad. I was running away with this league. You guys are lucky. I was averaging like 145, 50 points a game. You guys were, you guys were toast. But now, I'm, now I'm back down to earth with you guys. Sadly, um, so RIP Henry. Crazy first half of the season that will go down. Back on topic. Yes, because their division is so bad that they will be able to, you know, reap a ton of wins off their division rivals, and um, you know they'll have those. But in terms of, like, to me, that's the only way. Like, if they just beat up on their division and then maybe, you know, a game or two against, like, a fan or whatnot. But uh, uh, but in terms of actually, you know, doing any damage in the playoffs, no. Uh, to me, they're a wild card first-round exit for sure because, you know, Derek Henry can single-handedly win you a game, you know, playoff game, regular season game, whatnot. But Tannehill, A.J. Brown, just them won't be able to do it. I don't trust Tannehill at all to be able to, you know, win uh, a game by himself, especially against, you know, the other top teams in the AFC. And uh, without Henry, I just, no, I could see them still making the playoffs,
0: but I wouldn't expect them to go any further
2: if they, if they end up making. it. So,
0: yeah. And uh, Adrian Peterson is not going to have Derrick Henry value yeah. for any of you people like John, Susan, our league who keep trying to trade him. He's yeah, not shout out, <laughs> shout out John for being an absolute trade trick, <laughs> but no, I mean, Adrian Peterson's going to be part of the committee here. You know, uh, Nichols, right? Who's the backup running? McNichols, McNichols Jeremy McNichols, McNichols yeah. Nichols is going to get some work. Um, you know, they're all going to move around there. I think, you know, Peterson's going to be the goal line guy. So he's going to be, you know, extremely touchdown reliant. But um, yeah, I think it's committee. But I think if anyone has the most value, it'd be McNichols, just because he's like the pass catching guy. It's going to be A.J. Brown. That's who's going to have the most value. Because yeah, well, yeah, yeah crazy. Segment. Very true. But um, speaking of halves of the season, we got to look at the Arizona Cardinals started off this season extremely hot. I mean, it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, you know, started going crazy. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and like the season last year with the Cardinals, ever since that Hail Mary, uh, it just fell off for them. So, uh, Jose, I got to ask you, after their disappointing loss versus the Packers on primetime at home, mind you, uh, are the Cardinals... Uh, going to prove that they're more legit in the second half or is it just going to be, you know, a wild card finish that, uh, you know, could surprise and win a one game and then lose in the second round? Speak it to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their schedule here, really, there are only two teams remaining on this schedule that I that I would legitimately be scared of as a team. And that is the Rams and the Cowboys. Their next three, their next three or four games are against the Niners, Panthers and Bears. Which, I'm sorry, Niners, but you guys have been legitimately bad. Yeah, we know. Um, yeah, no,
2: that's you're, you're
1: right. As, I mean, it, these are the challenges that you go through as a contending team. Like, you hit that point in the season where you're like, okay, we are not, we you know, we're not winning as easily. What do we have to do, adjust, you know, to win those close games, to pull out, you know, the games that we're not dominating or, you know, the games in which we're struggling offensively, you still have to find a way to win. And I mean, they're they're gonna have to prove themselves in these next four games, uh, two divisional games and two very winnable games um, at home. So I don't know, dude. I just
2: don't trust them to do that because I don't trust Cliff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's gone? If they if they if yes, they miss, either miss playoff. If they miss playoffs, he's definitely gone. But but if they yeah. make wild card, he's first... gone. Yeah. If they miss, if they lose in the wild card. That's
2: yeah, especially like yeah, to start off the way they did and then because I mean it's not like they've really had too many major injuries. What I mean, what losing Watt is huge. Besides what yeah, besides what? like most of the skill
0: guys, I think have been pretty healthy for the most part. Hey, yeah. I'm making it my my uh, bold prediction here on the podcast. The start the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals next year will be offensive coordinator. From the Buffalo Bills, Brian Dable. Mm. Uh, okay. Now nah, I like that.
2: I, now they got like, oh my god, they got him. Then like, okay, now we're talking.
0: I really I, hope I Roy want to see, see him hard. more, or I want to see Eric Bieniemy.
1: One need of those more. three guys. We need more. More needs to be our head coach. Like, oh my god, after the season, fire and McCarthy and just make more the head coach.
2: Yeah. The enemy should the enemy should leave. This is the year to leave, honestly. If the Chiefs don't that, turn it around, it
0: is, it is, it is. Um, which speaking of turning around, uh, we gotta look at some top performers in fantasy this week. Um, oh, yeah. The guy who turned it around, Justin Fields turning on the wheels. What a crazy touchdown run. Uh, getting a good week out of fields, looking at that guy that was a late round pick in fantasy because he had the upside of rushing. He's 25.3 points against this Niners team in the loss, but Shown a lot of flashes. Um, rostered in 18.5% of leagues in fantasy. Uh, 10 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, makes him work through the air. You know, he's going to get Montgomery back. So it's going to be an even better offense. Um, I like it going forward for him. Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, and Hertz, all top 10 fantasy quarterbacks, uh, did not play that well this uh, weekend. 14 points, 13.82, and 11.22. Uh, respectfully for these quarterbacks. My boy, Austin Eckler, dominated with 24.4 points. Looks like he's going to be on set to be the RB1 this year, uh, barring any injuries. He keeps you know, it up, yep. Keeps it up. Um, then another guy, fantastic running back this year, who's taken late in drafts, uh, at least in terms of like the running back group that he was in. Andre Swift uh, did not have that great of a week, though. Still remains RB4, I believe, um, with yeah. eight point one points. Um, and Carson, I'll let you take it away for the rest of these guys.
2: Nice. Yeah. So, uh, then we got the receivers, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett finally had a dub. Uh, he had 26.2 points. His first game over 11 points since week two, he's been under 11 points for, you know, six weeks now, or I guess five weeks going into this. Uh, you know, finally has, uh, he finally has one of his Tyler, you know, vintage Tyler Lockett games that he has like four or five times a year. He had one of those this week. Um, and Al, DJ Moore, I mean, someone that, you know, we are very fond of on the podcast. We, you know, great receiver, but, uh, you know, he went on a tear the first four weeks of the season, but, uh, you know, his lack of fantasy success is definitely a you know, parallel to the lack of actual success that they've had, you know, four straight games uh, of uh, below 14 points. Um, and then for the tight ends, uh, you know, Pat Fryermuth, Fryermuth? I don't know yep. if it's Fryer, Fryer. I'm butchering. I'm butchering that, but two back-to-back double-digit games, and he's becoming, you know, a pretty popular target for Big Ben. Um, and, you know, especially in a tight end market that is just, you know, it's everyone's so close together. You're just find, trying to find something. I mean, you know, to have two, you know, back-to-back double-digit games is definitely worth a lot, you know, coming from the tight end position. And then, you know, tight end, you know, he should be – his nickname should be just tight end one. He's just been that guy the last few years. Travis Kelsey – Putting up a dud. I mean, you know, two rare occurrences. Not only does he drop under five points, he has four point seven points. But then he lost a fumble too. Just two, you know, two things that just you know spell alternate universe to me. It was really weird. But Travis Kelsey, sadly, um, you know, put up a dud. And then, uh, yeah, Liam or Jose, if anyone you guys want to do the uh,
0: the fantasy team of the week, all positive for the. Fantasy I was gonna team say the these guys <laughs> are all popular, and the QB one, I believe, the last two weeks. Was a guy that Jose loved last year because he he packaged him and all of his boys guy on baby on a team. But Jose, you take it away. Who are these top guys on our fancy week eight team of the week? QB one, you already know we got hometown hero, Badly
1: Boy Josh Allen with 29 points. Michael Carter, rookie breakout, 32.2 points, and then RB two, Joe Mixon, 25. I had Joe Mixon last year too. I would have. I wish that was my team this year, but yeah. 25. I AJ Brown with 31 and a half points. And then Michael Pittman, one of our guys for this year, 30.6 points, like this close to becoming a top 10 receiver. He's sitting at number 11 right now. And then my guy, TJ Hawkinson, finally having like a a good, really good week because he's been kind of like eh for the past couple of weeks. Um, And then Chris Godwin, 28 points at our flex. Zane Gonzalez, 17 points, and then uh, the Eagles defense, 20 points against the best 0-8 team now, (laughs) Lions, and then, oh, that's it, so that's our team of the week for this week, it put up, you know the total? I did, but I messed up one of them, so I gotta redo it. It's in the 230s. It's a pretty low like scoring week, to yeah, be honest.
0: Nothing crazy, you know. Not a QB not in the 30s is kind of rare at this point in the season because we always see guys up there, but yeah, especially but, when you've
1: got two receivers and a running back in the 30s, like
0: yeah, it's a little interesting. But um without further ado, we gotta take it away to week nine, looking at the outlook of this week. Um, some big stuff we gotta pay attention to. The Bengals, they got to respond against the Cleveland Browns, a team that's been the worst team so far in this AFC North because the Steelers, they're the sixth seed in the AFC. Do you guys know that? That's crazy to think about. They got a rookie running back who looks like, who knows, as much as Jamar Chase has been on that tear, he got slowed down last week. He can still very well win this Rookie of the Year award. Let's not get that out of the way. Um, But they got to walk away. The Saints, who's going to be starting? Who's gonna like is Taysom Hill gonna be playing tight end? Like, what's going on? We don't know, it's gonna be an interesting situation. But I think Taysom Hill is worth a pickup in fantasy if you guys can get him in your leagues. Um, is he a flex still? No, 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 he's a quarterback strictly. I don't, you're gonna do what I did last year and finesse that. But, um, Carson, what were the other week nine outlook things you wanted to talk about?
2: Yeah, um, you know, for week nine, uh, let's see, uh, you know, if the Titans, you know, are they going to look any, are they going to have any form of competence without Derrick Henry? Um, I'm really interested to see just, uh, you know, how well, how poorly they play against the Rams. <laughs> um, I expect huge games from the Rams uh, and the Bills, you know, two teams that are, are very fantasy-friendly teams. They have a lot of guys that, you know, are very viable options at fantasy. And I think, you know, a lot of those guys should put up a you know, pretty, I mean, the Bills are playing the Jags. Rams are playing, you know, like we mentioned, the Titans who have a pretty shitty defense. So, I'm expecting those two teams to have really good weeks. And then the Chiefs, you know, we talked about a little bit, like they need a win, especially against, you know, a Rogerless Packers with Jordan Love getting his first career start. I mean, this is a game like, I mean, Monday night Not was a watching. must win. This is again another must win. I mean, really, because um, it's going to look bad. It's going to look bad, bad, bad if you lose to a Rogerless Packers for sure. But uh, and then for betting, Jose, you want to give them our bets? You want to get? We'll give them a little sneak preview of what we're thinking
0: about first. Hey, we will finally post bets. My bad. I had to go to. Oh hey, yeah, And I literally yeah. made the post the week before that and didn't post it. But we'll a little break because we were on a little mid street So now, hey,
2: honestly, it's okay because this week was so weird. Anyways, like I lost, I actually made some bets and I lost so much money. Like
0: the the Bengals killed me. Yeah. <laughs> They were in my teaser, so, yeah. They killed me.
1: But for this week, you're going to want to throw the Broncos and Bills in a a seven-and-a-half-point teaser. Got a a 15-and-a-half to 10 odds for that. And then we're taking the Chargers' money line, minus 130 against the Eagles, um, preferably first-half money line or spread, and then just throw the Rams in a teaser. Going against that Titans
0: team. Um,
2: Yeah, get
0: them, like, a touchdown, honestly. As much as I don't like betting the spread for the Chiefs, I think if you get them in a six-point teaser at seven and a half, bring it down to one and a half, it's worth it because this game could be a complete blowout. Jordan Love Click like an absolute bust, but I low-key want to see the like the uh, Packers do kind of good. You know, wouldn't? Yeah, I hope it's close. It? Wouldn't it be completely against it. Um, in other news, though. Uh, some other ones are a little bit more intriguing. I don't really I mean, like that many
2: matchups this week.
0: I mean, I maybe guess... the Cowboys. The Cowboys minus 10 seems pretty... I put, put the Bills in a teaser, tease it down to um, eight and a half. I think maybe if you take the under on that Saints-Falcons game it would look good. 42. I mean, it's just basically Pitts at this point and like Kamara are the only two real... Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Patterson. Let me not get that wrong, but like I don't know if I can really see that money. As much as those defense, I mean, the county defense is in that But curve. then the
2: Saints, they put up like 35 against the uh, They're just so weird, man. The Saints are so weird. Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, no, uh, we will see, though. We'll be dropping that betting uh, slip tomorrow uh, before Thursday Night Football with the um, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts take on the Jets. I think we looked at this game preseason. We're like, why the fuck is this game a primetime game? This is a good primetime game. So they have to. The Colts have been on primetime too much. They've had too too many games. We should have had a goddamn Colts Eagles primetime game this year. That would have been awesome. Like in Philly, that would have been lit. The return of Wentz versus Fields. I'm sorry, return of Wentz versus Hurts. That would have been sick. But yeah, that yeah that actually makes more that makes more sense than this. Like this is just so random. But uh, it's the NFL. It's random. It's what you get in this league, and we'll be coming back to you week nine, uh, talking about what craziness went down in this week. Or you know, it was just a plain old week. A lot of favorites winning, but I want to see how Jordan Love did because we're we're gonna talk about that. So uh, I hope he's good. It would look really bad if he was like terrible in his first start, and then it's like I hope it's the Jamar Chase situation where people are just clowning on him by seeing like highlights of him fucking up, and then he just goes out there and balls. Because he's got a talented arm. We all saw that when he was at Utah State. So, yeah. Let's we'll see. We'll see. Dude, I'm looking, hey. at
1: his, looking at his transaction history, you remember the Laramie Tunzel trade? Yeah. So, the Texans got Laramie Tunzel and Kenny Stills. And the, the first round and second round picks turned into Javon Holland, Trey Lance,
0: and Jordan Love. Huh. Huh. Yep. Wait, Jordan huh? How did they the Jordan? Tra- they traded up for the Jordan Love pick after they selected – uh, they selected someone in the first round and then they traded up for Jordan. So, two quarterbacks, and huh. but hey, we'll come back. We'll be talking, we might talk a little bit of college football. Interesting with the college football playoffs uh being released. Heisman stuff, we don't know. Kenneth Walker just dominated in that Michigan State win. And, um, maybe hey, we might have to do a video soon. Way too early predictions for the MLB season next year because yeah, obviously just saw them catch a wave and win and we got to look at the NBA as uh, mm-hmm. the Warriors hooping the Warriors hooping right now yeah they're the hooping. hooping right now I know hey, we got okay. we got La, uh, we got Lamelo tonight
2: um, I'm excited for that game I'm excited to see Lamelo and Curry ball out yeah but um hey Loki uh, though real quick before you, I know you're just about to exit hey Braves could repeat I mean they they got if they return everyone.
0: And they get Acuna back, and Soroka, and Soroka. Hey, one more, like, like one more bullpen piece, and like another, like another arm. Why not? Yeah, Jock Jock is a back-to-back World Series champ, though. Jocktober, baby! I gotta (laughs) give him props for that. As much as he's a Dodgers guy, hey. Also, gotta say though, bring up the topic of baseball. Super unfortunate to see that news broke this uh, evening that Buster Posey is allegedly announcing his retirement from the MLB tomorrow. Extremely sad thing for us Giants fans. Uh, You know, a guy that we have worshipped uh, since we've been Giants fans. uh, Hit 300 this year and had his best winning season. Um, And he'll be looking like he'll be calling it quits for the Giants. A huge hole, uh, which we'll hope to see guys like Joey Bart step in and finally make that step uh, from his prospect. But. Sad, it's sad, man. That, this was like his best season. In I got, a while goosebumps. He, you know, I know. Kind of, I guess, you know, he's retiring on top.
2: Just
0: he sucks. Was, he was an MVP. He was low-key an MVP. Him and Brandon Crawford were MVP guys at one point in the season. So, yeah, they were. Yeah, they're going to get votes. They're going to get a lot of votes for sure. But, you know, it just it's sad to see a guy, you know, he's gone before Yadier or Molina. Like, what? Like, that's crazy. But um, just yeah. a salute to that guy. We'll, we'll have to throw up an edit for him or something because. He's just one. He's one of the. He's one of the best catchers we've seen in the last couple of years. So I made I one
1: Buster. this season. I made a Buster when he was when he was just being the rawest catcher in the in the MLB. And we'll give him a little.
0: We'll get. We'll do a little repost with a little sad face. But uh, yeah. honestly, best of luck to your retirement for you, Buster Posey. And
2: yeah, so, shout out, Buster.
0: So a lot more stuff to talk about, but we we'll go on and on. So it's been Coast Coast Podcast. Signing out. Waiting for Week Nine. Peace.